Every once in a while I hear inklings of this and, and perhaps what I'm going to say is taken to an extreme, but I think it's an extreme we still need to be worried about, and that is um, among our Protestant brothers and sisters and ecumenical dialogue and debates and those kind of things. There's a false dichotomy they draw between Peter and Paul. Oh, well, Catholics have St. Peter, you know, the church, the giver, the founder of the church. Well, Jesus is the one who founds the church, but uh, um, we'll, we'll not get into that right now. And Paul is the preacher of the gospel. And these two, you know, Protestants have Paul and, and Catholics have Peter. Well, actually, we have both. And we need to have both. And again, it's laudable that they see, well, we are trying to live the gospel, those that make that dichotomy, but the church and the gospel are not opposed to each other. In fact, they're necessary for each. If the church doesn't have the gospel, it's worthless. If the gospel does not have a church, it's worthless. And I say that purposely. Christ founded the church as his body. In fact, it was so, uh, as somebody pointed out in the uh, Church Fathers, I forget which one in particular, talks about the mystical body of, the, of Christ, not the Eucharist, but the Church. The mystical body in the first years, of the centuries of the Church was the Church. And how Christ in the Eucharist made the Church the Church. But that gospel then of that good news of Jesus Christ as an extension, and this is, this is what brings us together, is that good news that Jesus Christ offers himself on the cross for our salvation, and he maintains that gift of salvation given to us through the Eucharist. So St. Peter and St. Paul do not form two separate witnesses, but one, perfectly united, as only God can do. We know this, right? Only God can unite things they're perfectly united in their witness. And today we have the, the a literal witness of St. Peter. Who do people say that I am? Jesus not having an identity crisis. I keep joking about that. But he, he, he knows who he is. But if you want to imagine, it's kind of like a survey that sometimes even pastors pass out to their parishioners. How are we doing kind of thing? How am I doing? How am I coming across to people? How am I coming across to you? Do you understand who I know to be? And Peter, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus' flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Heavenly Father. In fact, that's the only one that reveals who Jesus Christ is to us, is the Father and the Holy Spirit. We can't understand it without God's action in our lives. That's why we need the gospel and the church. But there's something more, even, even more huge here. I use that word purposely. You are Peter Rock, and on this rock I will build my church. And Peter isn't the church. He's the, his proclamation of faith, he himself and his person, is the, the foundation that Christ is going to build the church. But the church is built from him. And as maybe you know, some sacred geology or geography, uh, Caesarea Philippi, there, uh, the, the, spite, the spot that marks this, it's literally stones throw away from a cliff. And in that cliff is a hole or a cave. And in that cave was what they thought at the time to be a bottomless pit. Bottomless pits were thought to be places where Pan, the god, the little satyr, he was a semi-god or, semi or something like that, whatever his official designation was, but he was the gatekeeper of hell. So the, the Pan, the, the little goat guy with playing the, the pan flute, we get that word from him. In fact, that, this region 
now is known as Banyas, a corruption of Pan. When Jesus was referring to the gates of hell, he could have pointed to that cliff and said, that cliff, the gates of hell, will not prevail against you. Should it even fall on you, Peter? It will not prevail against you. How powerful that is. That witness of who Jesus Christ really is protects him. And St. Paul telling us he's being poured out like a libation. And maybe you know this. The Acts of the Apostles end. The reason we we don't hear anything about St. Peter after about the first half of the Acts of the Apostles. But we, we know by tradition that he ended up in Rome as well about the same time. He was martyred before Jesus or before St. Paul. But the Acts of the Apostles end with St. Paul in prison because really it's not his death that is important to the gospel. Or the, uh, it's St. Luke, the evangelist, of course. But how St. Paul made it to the ends of the earth and proclaimed that gospel and preached to the same church that St. Peter had founded in Rome proclaimed that gospel, again, their witness being one, and St. Peter being crucified, we know the tradition, begging to be crucified upside down, and I don't know if he knew at the time to be crucified was bad enough, to be crucified upside down was even worse, because you could breathe, and you died by blood loss, not asphyxiation. Asphyxiation is pretty quick. Blood loss would have been slow. He endured that trial by his faith, being crucified upside down. And St. Paul, of course, being beheaded, the uh, capital punishment of a Roman citizen. I found myself reflecting this morning how their witness is so perfectly united. St. Peter was not a Roman citizen. That's why he was crucified. St. Paul was a Roman citizen. That's why he was beheaded. But both, whether the citizens or not, are going, not going to be received well because this world does not accept the gospel sometimes. And even in today's first reading, how afraid were they of St. Peter, by the way? Sixteen guards. Did you catch that? (laughs) Two guards at night when he's asleep. And I love that whole episode with the angel tapping him on the shoulder and him thinking it's a dream and going out and, and then finally coming to his senses. It's like, yeah, you were pretty senseless if you think you were in a dream. But how St. Peter understood his job was to proclaim the gospel and to found or continue to to form the church, to found many other uh, locations that follow Jesus Christ. And St. Paul proclaiming that gospel. Again, one witness, two different ways, how important it is. If we need further proof that the church sees them as one witness, Remember, we celebrate this day of St. Peter and St. Paul, even though they did not die on the same day, did not die most likely even in the same year. And yet we honor them together because it reminds us we need the church and we need the gospel.